Welcome to the Newsmakers Podcast. I'm Billy Hollowell, and this is a show where we go behind the headlines every day to bring you an interview with a pastor, entertainer, politician, or other notable news figure. And this is a show, again, it's daily, but it's based on our weekly TV show, which is also called Newsmakers. You can watch it on the CBN News Channel and also on our YouTube page. And on this show, every day, we dive deep. It's a little more longer form with one of the people who you will often see on our Newsmakers show or across the CBN News platforms. On today's Newsmakers, we're talking all about global persecution. We have Ryan Brown, CEO of Open Doors US, to talk about his organization's World Watch List 2024. This is an annual report that tells us just how bad the issue of persecution is around the globe. Almost 5,000 believers were killed for their faith. And there is just so much more in this report. We will talk about the worst offenders of persecution in terms of countries. They rank the top 50 countries and so much more. With no further ado, here is Ryan Brown. Well, I wanted to thank you for coming on today to talk about the World Watch list, which is just out. And this list is very sobering. For those who don't know, this is a list that basically ranks the most difficult places in the world to be a Christian, where persecution and discrimination are at their worst. And, you know, let's just start with a general question. Where are we right now, you know, with this current report when it comes to persecution? What does that dynamic look like across the world? Yeah, we're, we're at uh, historic high, record high levels of persecution. Uh, the report shows that um, that number has grown to 365 million uh, individuals that are suffering persecution because of their decision and their faith to follow Christ. Uh, at one level, you know, that, that, that number in and of itself is just can be mind numbing. It, it, it is so large. Um, you know, it, it, I take a look and you, you take a look at uh, just that increase of 5 million people. Um, there are, you know, fewer than, than 25 of our states here in the United States that have a population in excess of, of, of 5 million people. And so you know, that type of an increase uh, just in and of alone and, and recognizing each and every one of those, those 5 million individuals represents a, a unique story, a unique story in which, you know, Christ is still relevant and present, but a story in which you know we have a brother and sister that is, is uh, experiencing severe persecution because of their faith. I mean, it would be akin to every single person in America, right? I mean, it's more than that, right? Being persecuted, three hundred, you know, and what three hundred and ten million, however many people we have in this yeah. country, it's more than that. I mean. That is mind-boggling, and you just brought up a great point because when we talk about these stories, we often talk about the numbers, which are important, but we forget sometimes, and I know your organization, Open Doors, does not forget this, that these are individual human beings like all of us with stories, and they're facing unimaginable circumstances. When you went through the data this year and you synthesized all of it, what shocked you the most? What was the thing that really stood out to you? I think the piece that stood out to me was how the well persecution has increased as we take a look at the the specific drivers the complexion of that persecution has intensified and specifically become more violent um, we see you know that um, you know in that that number of you know one in seven Christians you know suffering persecution when you start to, to, to drill down and, and take a look at those, you know, that there were nearly 5,000 people that were killed because of, of their faith uh, this last year. 
um, there was when you take a look at you know the the number of of you know churches or Christian schools or hospitals uh, that were um, vandalized or, or destroyed. That number from last year was two thousand one hundred and ten. This year was fourteen thousand seven hundred sixty six. Um, you know, you take a look at the number of people that were, were beaten or, um, uh, you know, suffered that, that physical violence, you know, that, and this, these are just the reported cases, you know, move from 29,411 up to 42,849. Um, if you take a look at, you know, the, the number of homes that were vandalized or destroyed, there was a 371% increase, you know, went from 4,547 uh, over 21,431. So just, you know, the, the way in which violence has characterized that persecution just, just absolutely staggering this year. Yeah. I mean, you went through those numbers. I have them in front of me right now and they're incredibly shocking. I mean, you think to yourself, okay, it was bad enough that 4,500 people were driven out of their home or their, their homes were assaulted, you know, in 2020, in the 2023 report to see that go to 21,000. Why do you think, what is driving that? These are massive, you mentioned historic, these are massive increases in a one-year time period. Why? Yeah, <clears throat> great question. Well, you had mentioned uh, where so much of this is taking place in sub-Saharan Africa. And in, in many cases, <clears throat> this comes alongside uh, general instability in those countries. And because of that, uh, Christians can often be persecuted with, with impunity, that it, 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 uh, they are easy targets for those looking to, to further destabilize governments. <clears throat> Christians become an easy target that they can um, that they can persecute, that they can um, enact violence upon, without necessarily seeing the repercussions from from the, that violence. And so, um, you know, that the broader instability, the political instability that we see in uh, you know, so many countries uh, in sub-Saharan Africa has really been a fuel for some of this persecution against Christians. It's really heartbreaking to see, and, and we see these anecdotal individual stories every day in Nigeria in particular, where we're seeing you know murders and just hor horrific shootings in, the, in these events that are unimaginable to be happening in this century, and yet here we are. There's a lot of debate and discussion, obviously, around the U.S. State Department and the countries of particular concern list and how Nigeria, again, was not placed on that list and lots of speculation and debate around that. But I think a lot of people are looking at this report and looking at this data and thinking, why aren't we doing more? And I know that's probably as, as a country, America and the West, what, what could we be doing in your view based on this data, based on what you're seeing? What are some ways, even as individual Christians, that we could be engaging to help alleviate these issues? Yeah, I, I, I think that it does start with individual Christians. Um, and you know, recognizing that that can percolate up and to, to reach uh, you know governments and, and, and leaders that, that are making policy decisions, but it, it does start with individual Christian men and women um, that, that choose to one be aware and then choose to, to care and, and choose to, to recognize that you know we are part of as a body of Christ a global family, and you know Scripture points out that you know when, when one member suffers we, we all suffer alongside. Um, and you know, I think too long there have been too many of us that have been willing to sit within our own relative comforts um, and you know be blinded to those uh, realities of the world around us. 
Uh, and so it starts with that awareness and then it's certainly an invitation to, to lift these things up in prayer, um, you know, to align ourselves to the heart of our father um, who is, you know, again, moving and advancing in the context of this persecution. He is, his name is being glorified. I, I, um, there was one of our, our reporters that um, I was just so encouraged to hear. They said that while, you know, that the area that he was looking at, he had, you know, the, the, the persecution and the violence was, was in, increasing in exponential numbers, but he had never seen such an obvious uh, correlation between the church advancing under persecution um, and so, again, we, we need to be joining our brothers and sisters and lifting them up in, in prayer. And I think it all starts right there. Yeah, no, that is, you know, we can have the, the socio-political debates all day and what should be happening. And those are great conversations to have. But that prayer is essential and important. And I would imagine that many people don't even know this is going on. So not only is it on their prayer list, they're not even aware of it. So being educated through the work that Open Doors does, and then being able to say, okay, now I know about this, I'm going to get on my knees and pray for the people of Nigeria and the leaders and our leaders as well to know how to deal with this. You know, we mentioned Nigeria. Um, and I, I want to get into India, because India is another yes. one of those countries where I think there's a lot of confusion. People don't really know what's happening, but there have been alarming increases of persecution there as well, correct? There have been, yes. Um, there, in, in all fairness, there have been some areas and, uh, that we've seen some encouraging signs as well. Um, and you know some of those things on, on uh, you know governments uh, changing power and and um, you know being suggestive of uh, some increased protections and, and opportunities for Christians in certain parts of the countries, but in other parts of the uh, excuse me the, the uh, in other parts of India we are seeing um, you know that that violence continuing to to, to escalate. Um, we see you know is. Uh, um, Hindu extremism, um, you know, continuing to, to, to rear its head at, at alarming levels and, and looking to, to stamp out uh, those that would profess a faith in Christ. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's incredibly complicated. But when you look at those comparison numbers, again, even on India, that was really helpful to be able to see you know, driving people out of their homes, each of these metrics, the changes that are going on and what is happening. Um, before we close out, and I want people to go to Open Doors and I want them to read this report um, and see it, but but one of the things that happens almost every year, there was one year where Afghanistan took the top spot uh, recently, but, but North Korea, North Korea always ends up being number one, worst place for persecution. Can you talk a little bit about what is happening there, what we know of, because I know it's very reclusive and difficult to get information, and what made them number one? Yeah, you're right. For I mean, the better parts of 20 years, it's, it's been sitting right on, on top of that list. And, um, you know, it's an authoritarian regime that, um, you know, sees Christianity as a, a threat to the state and therefore looks to, to stamp it out in, in any form or fashion in which it's observed. Um, it's you know, amazing to, to think that you're just possessing a Bible um, equates to, you know, in essence, uh, the equivalent of a death sentence, um, you know, for an individual and their family as well, uh, whether that be through, you know, forced internment in, you know, uh, prison camps, uh, labor camps, um, or an actual death sentence, uh, you know, just the, the simple um, possession of a Bible um, you know, the, the cost is great in those areas, let alone uh, looking to, to come together with, with fellow believers uh, to, to worship uh, in community. Uh, truly um, amazing that the threat that they, they live under, um, you know, in that, that context, 
uh, again, it is so encouraging to, to see, though, that you know, men and women responding as, as the, uh, the hands and feet of Christ, even within the, the context of that persecution. Uh, open Doors, we were privileged to uh, you know, work with different uh, safe houses or trauma centers outside of North Korea for those that have fled the country and be able to, to minister uh, to them spiritually and physically and emotionally, but to see you know, how many of those individuals uh, desire to then go back to that place of persecution, to go back to be the hands and feet of Christ after they've uh, you know, been ministered to, um, you know, their, their desire is for their country. Yeah, and, and it's, um, you know, as you mentioned, when, when we see this intense persecution, we often see the growth happening at, at the same time, and that compassion and that love, you talk about loving your enemies, what you just described is the epitome of loving your enemies, the people who have tried to kill you or destroy your life or take everything away, going back to minister to them. Final question for you, when it comes to this report this year, what are you hoping to accomplish? Yeah, great question. And our, our hope is for the individual men and women uh, here in, in the U.S. that they would, um, again, utilize this to be aware. But throughout this report, for each country listed, you'll see a, a, a number of prayer points that folks, uh, sometimes it can be difficult to even know how to pray in the in the face of such uh, evil and and, and difficulty. And so there are specific um, areas that, you know, we, for every country in which uh, somebody can, can be lifting up with specificity, uh, their brothers and sisters in Christ through prayer. Um, you know, it's in a 52 week year, there's, you know, an opportunity every week to focus on, on, on a specific country through prayer. And so that would be our hope. Our desire is to see men and women um, choose to uh, identify with their brothers and sisters through prayer. Well, I appreciate you taking the time today, taking us through this. There's so much more in the report. And where can people go if they want to download a copy or explore the different country reports that you have? Correct. Uh, yeah, if you go to opendoorsus.org, uh, you'll see links there for all of these resources. Well, I appreciate your time. Thanks, as always, for joining us today. Thank you. Real privilege to be with you today. Thank you. That's all for today's Newsmakers podcast. Be sure to tune in for the next episode of the show and also head over to the CBN News YouTube channel and the CBN News channel to watch Newsmakers every week. We'll see you soon.